Bandwidth for all shows on the Aussie Tech Heads network is supplied by Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting. For a fast, affordable and reliable Australian server with fantastic support, contact Aussie Tech Heads Web Hosting at aussietechheads.com.au. Aussie Tech Heads, Australia's best hosting service. of Aussie Tech Heads this week. I'm Glenn Goodman and we're joined with a, a beauty of hosts, a, a, a veritable beauty oh, of hosts <laughs> this week. And if you're lucky enough to be watching the video, oh, you will be in for a treat, I tell you. Mm. I think I think two of them have got facial hair and uh, two of us haven't. <laughs> there you go. All right, so yes, yeah, so this is uh, Aussie Tech Heads. So welcome. We've got a lot of stories for you tonight. And uh, this week's show is brought to you by athwebhosting.com.au. Go and have a look at them. Uh, some uh, e- email, you, got, you want to host some emails on the, on the, in the cloud there. You want to uh, do a blog. You want to do a little business webpage. Go your hardest. Over 200 plus installable scripts at one single click or or less. <laughs> you just have to talk to it sometimes. But yeah, so uh, probably a couple of clicks. You can install WordPress, uh, Joomla, Drupal, whatever you like. So it's pretty good. E-commerce, Auss- Aussie card or whatever it is, it's, it's great. Over 200 of those. Uh, get you started. So get involved. All right, let's go across to Jason. Hi, Jace. How are you doing? Hey, how's it going, Glenn? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. Uh, what have you been up to this week? Something interesting I heard. Oh, yeah, I went to see the Doctor Who Symphony Spectacular, and it was spectacular, worth every cent, and also the extra money that I paid to get a Tom Baker scarf, and I got my daughter a Matt Smith uh, fez and bow tie, (laughs) she thought it was fantastic. Nice, and this was in Melbourne, I saw you, I was tracking you as on the Facebook there, you were flying to Melbourne. Yeah, flew down on Friday, and we went there Saturday and watched the show, and they have the characters, the Cybermen and the uh, Daleks and the uh, Silence and everything come into the audience nice. and walk around and people get photos with them. And they had the uh, Weeping Angels, which my daughter really doesn't like. <laughs> All right. and, uh, they, some of them uh, came out in the auditorium for you and uh, you got to stand next to them and get your photo taken. And there's no way I want my daughter would go anywhere near the Weeping Angels. Yeah, car. right. Wow. That, that a profound I stood effect. next to her and was doing this the same as her and then... The weeping angel turns around and starts reaching out to grab me like this. And my daughter's like, Dad, look out. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, could you touch most of the props, like the Cybermen and Daleks and Tardises and all that sort of stuff? Well, the people, yeah, when, when they're in the foyer, they didn't mind. Um, get it as close. You wanted to the fo- get a photo and um, they walk around the whole uh, between the seats in the audience. So that was pretty cool. Yeah, nice. And uh, can I just ask you how much this Tom Baker scarf was as a matter of interest? Uh, I think it was sixty bucks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's probably fair yeah. enough. Is it long? As long as the. Oh yeah, yeah, it's way long. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so that will, if if you do move to Melbourne, you will might get a use for it. I'll just see. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> but but you know... that's why I got it. Seriously, <laughs> yeah, I already right. got my daughter a creeper scarf from Minecraft uh, a while ago, so I thought I better get myself something mm. for when I moved in. <laughs> well, so you wrap that around. Oh, you wrap that yep. around your neck, and you'll be like, you'd be a contradiction because you look like you the, the master. <laughs> 
<laughs> taken over the doctor's body. That's oh, right. I have to say, I uh, I really enjoyed uh, Aussie Tech Heads the musical last week. That was fantastic. Oh yes, yes. <laughs> I must look. Uh, uh, <laughs> apologies for that. Um, Got him. <laughs> yes. Normally every week I check the the stream to make sure that everything's done right. And this week I thought, oh, you know, I was up late doing it, so I, I let it go. And then I, this is on the podcast, and uh, yes, yeah, so I had accidentally linked to uh, some pilot music show that I'd done. So uh, yeah, if you if you look, I had we had comments, we had emails, people loved it. So I don't know. Well, there you go. You got to start it up again, man. Yeah, if anyone wants to, if, any, if anyone heard it, or if anyone wants to listen to it, let me know. And if anyone wants to take it on as a on a hosting sort of a thing, uh, yeah, let me know. It's all indie music. That's what it's all about. So uh, yeah, the guys love it. It's beautiful. But let's let's get around and uh, have a chat to uh, Shane. He's here again this week. Hi, Shane. If we must. Yeah. <laughs> we could go all <laughs> Thanks, night, Jay. Chase. I know, but if if we must move on, we will. <laughs> Hi, Shane. How you doing? I'm good, Glenn. How are we? Yeah, not too bad, thanks. What have you been up to this week? You look cold tonight. No, no, no. What it was. <laughs> I, um, I've got like a, a Disneyland shirt underneath and it's like half of it's yellow and orange and the other half is blue. But it's like blue and light blue. Right. And there must be a bit of green in there. So when I actually sat in front of my green screen tonight, kind of half of me went missing. Oh, oh we okay. thought you were actually there. So I had to, quick, <laughs> I had to think quick and just grab a jacket. <laughs> right, I see. All right, well, that's good. You look, you're looking, you're looking the part. And uh, Will, Will's back. Hi, Will. I am. I am. How are we doing? Hey, you're Will, back, I am. You're back from the dark depths of driver driver obscurity. Uh, high quality <laughs> Microsoft driver strikes again. Oh, so you can't use Microsoft drivers for your cards. You got to use the proper ones. See. No, but that was the problem. The proper ones updated the proper way. Then Microsoft updated the drivers that weren't even active with their own drivers and made them active. Right. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> That happens. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah that happens so, anyway, sometimes. needless to say, after two weeks of problem solving, turned out to be a dodgy video driver. Yeah, right. Oh, that's no good. That's no good. So, uh, what have you been up to? Nothing too much? Oh, nothing exciting. You know, usual work and then work with a bit more work thrown in. All right. Good stuff. All right. Now, we're going to go back to Shane. He's got his chronology of tech. What's happened this week over the history of the earth in uh, technology? Shane, where do you want to take us? Um, all right, so we'll start Tom Merritt's chronology of tech off on February 3rd, 2011, so fairly recent. The number resource organisation announced that the free pool of available IP4 addresses was fully depleted. The IANA allocated the last of the blocks equally between the five regional internet registries. Well, we haven't really, uh, I know IPv6 is, is doing the rounds, but it's not really uh, prevalent, is it? I think it's... I think it's you know if you you're not going to set your computer up for it as yet. Uh, I don't think anyone here has. Has anyone? No, no it's, one. It, it's still got. You, you can, but the problem is most residential grade equipment mm. routers, whatever, aren't designed to do it. So I mean, you can do it, but it, it's basically designed for. The idea is the ISPs and the big commercial trunk lines that come into businesses, they get set up with the IP6, which releases some of the some of the um, some of the IP4 IPv4 to back into the wild, I guess. Yeah, right. You could say. Right. Um, Shane, next one, please. There we go. Uh, February 4, 1998, Noel Godin, or Godin, a Belgian who made a practice of pieing rich and famous people, <laughs> stuck a pie against the face of Bill Gates. Gates did not press charges. He licked his face. But yeah, yeah, yeah throw him pies. You know, people like throwing stuff, don't they? They throw shoes at the PM. They throw pies at Gatesy and... 
And was yeah, it a... through a cream pie at Gates, and he couldn't press charges because he's too busy having a diabetic fit. <laughs> <laughs> Throwing sandwiches at PMs too. Don't forget. Oh, oh yeah, sandwiches. Salami yeah. sandwiches. That's right. That's I right. still reckon the best one I ever saw was that guy who threw a shoe at the president, and the like. He caught it. The aim absolutely like spot on from three quarters of the way across the auditorium. It was a fantastic shot. <laughs> yeah, that's supposed to be the go, isn't it? And uh, what the what another one was not a not an actual throwing, but a dumping of manure outside. Yeah. <laughs> that was like France or somewhere, wasn't it? Yeah, I'm not sure. No, they did in the US too. Oh, oh did they? Yeah, yeah, just a truckload of manure just dumped on the PM or whoever's doorstep. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a smelly job! I think that guy he got caught, obviously, and uh, I think he was made to actually go and clean it up. I think that's was his punishment. He had to go and clean it. I think he got his message through. Yeah, I think so. I don't the know. The crap got... on the outside matched the crap on the inside. <laughs> yeah, probably. And uh, I've got a political story too. First up, so after these, so I'll yeah, that'll be interesting. They're pretty funny one too. Uh, uh, Shane, next one, please. Uh, February 4 again, 2004, Mark Zuckerberg and a few other guys at Harvard launched the Facebook. So Harvard students can uh, look up and hook up with each other. They would eventually expand the service across the world and drop the the. The? Oh, it was the Facebook, yeah. all right. The Facebook. Yeah, mm. was originally, yeah. I think well, got... it was originally the Google too, I think, if I remember correctly. Yeah, right. The Microsoft. Yeah. Uh, I think we I think we've got a uh, Facebook story as well later on. Jeez, it's, uh, we've got a lot of stories tonight. And uh, Shane, is this uh, two more or oh, three more? Yep. Yeah. Do yeah, a couple more. I'll just turn through them. Yep. February 5, 1999, the first Victoria's Secret online fashion show became the first major webcast. Attracting, and which is where the IT connection kind of comes in. Um, <laughs> attracting an estimated 1.5 million viewers worldwide, proving even back then internet uh, the internet was for shopping. Yes, 1999. There you go. That's a long time ago. And uh, uh, 1.5 million viewers. Jeez, you'd have to have a good internet back then, wouldn't you? 99. Yeah, it's true. I think I was on dial-up back then. No, I was on uh, cable in Melbourne. I was on. It wasn't fast. It was like one meg down and half a meg up, actually very similar to what most people have now. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was ca- there was cable around then. Yeah, okay, all right. Uh, yes. Probably with that wonderful real player we all used to adore. Yeah, that's it. That's it. And everything yeah. was compressed to real to QuickTime. Yeah, and with the with the AOL browser. Yeah. yeah. And Winamp, Win you know, the llama never really lies. Whatever it is. Yeah. That's the one. And and Gene Nutella, goodness. All right. Oh, now we're. Oh now, wow, now really? Let's yeah. go. Never get a gold for the win. <laughs> that wins. Oh, we got a floppy. <laughs> Next one, please, Shane. Uh, February 8, 1996, John Perry Barlow posted a declaration of the independence of cyberspace written in Davos, Ooh, Switzerland. He foresaw a civilization of the mind in cyberspace. May it be more humane and fair than the world your governments have made before. Every time I saw, every time I see Davos, I, I, I think of Davros. So, <laughs> Davros. <laughs> so read that story as John Perry Barlow posted a declaration of independence of cyberspace <laughs> written by Davros. <laughs> Wouldn't be much different though, would it? Oh, probably not. <laughs> Exterminate. Probably not. We will survive. And, you uh, will make a good Dalek. <laughs> and uh, the last one, Shane, please. Another Doctor Who reference that I was too short for. <laughs> Stand um, on a chair. Go and buy a chair. Every nine, nine, 
February 9, 1969, the Boeing 747 Jumbo took flight for the first time. It was the first wide-body plane ever produced, which um, I'm a little bit dubious about because there's been other models before that that were also called wide-body. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, okay. The 747 anyway. Jumbo Jet. Well, there you go. All right. That is very good. Thanks for doing those, Shane. No worries. Thank you, Tom. See you next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was a great show, wasn't it? <laughs> you like to be concise. That's right. Nice and concise. All right. We're just going to stop him there. We're going to break it there. Let me cross out my first 10 minutes. There we go. Have a break. Yeah. Now, mm. as promised, I've got a, uh, some, somewhat of a political story first up. This is quite amusing. I don't know if any of you guys, oh, you probably have seen it now because you probably read the show notes or if you saw it just as you were twiddling around the internet this week. But there's a Chrome extension that's out that replaces Tony Abbott photos with cats. <laughs> now, uh, the, the, the extension's called Stop Tony Meow. And it's a, um, developed by a handful of Aussies in Sydney. The Stop Tony Meow does exactly what it says it does. And it, uh, what it does is it repl- every time there's a photo of Tony Abbott on the internet, uh, it will replace it with a picture of a cat. <laughs> a nice so, I still reckon it should have been called Tabby Abbott. Yeah. <laughs> Best <It's>, app ever. <laughs> it's only uh, I don't. Is he everywhere? I don't really see too much of him all on the internet. He must obviously. I, I, well, I, I don't go out of my way to search for. <laughs> like it's not something, you know. It's not like political porn or something. <laughs> Although now it could be an interesting game, you know. Find the compromising cat positions or something. <laughs> yeah. Well. Uh, yeah. So it's only on Chrome at the moment, but apparently uh, Safari is on the way. So all those uh, Apple dudes, your 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 dreams will be answered fairly soon. But look, I, I know I've seen him on Channel Ten doing a few of those Olympic ads and stuff like that. I, but I don't think he's is he overpowering. I don't know. But it's it was, it's a funny story. They've got sense of humour. Some people haven't they? <laughs> yeah, it's good. All right. Let's see, uh, Jace. What have you got a story for us? Please. Yeah, Australian Bitcoin ATMs is a company that does exactly what you think it does, roll out Bitcoin ATMs around this great country of ours. Now the company has announced it will soon open 100 Bitcoin ATMs around the country so you can convert your digital currency to physical dollars in the street. Wow. The ATMs will facilitate the conversion of Bitcoin to physical currency and vice versa. The head of the company tells us that the customers will tell the ATM how much Bitcoin they want to sell before going out in the marketplace to conduct said trade and convert it into physical currency on the spot. In the same way, the ATM will also allow you to deposit cash to purchase more Bitcoins. The deregulated cryptocurrency is still fairly volatile, but its value appears to have leveled out in recent weeks. One Bitcoin will cost you around $800 to $1,100 uh, at the time of this publication, so, is, it, is this going to be successful? It sounds a bit yeah. far. What you think it is? I'm gaining traction. It's gaining oh. traction everywhere. Everyone's accepting it now for donations. Well, the, to the thing is, it's a non-centralized, non-privately owned form of currency. There aren't any of those anymore in the world. So, it it's go, you know a lot of places are facing economic recession. Australia's not far behind. We're living in a bubble. It's going to explode soon. This is going to come undone. Things like Bitcoin are going to be the only they get they're going to become the de facto currency because they're not reliant on governments to do the right thing. They're not reliant on countries to do the right thing. Mm-hmm. If you want something and somebody's got it, you're going to go after it. So it's it's a self backing currency, and the yeah. government's I mean, going to hate it because they don't know how to tax it. Yeah, yes. I mean, how long has it been around now? I'm, I remember being five or six years ago. It have to be at least. 
2009, I think it first came out. 2009. So what's that? Five years. Yeah. Yep, it's um. I mean, I've lost my wallet, my Bitcoin wallet, back about a year ago. I lost it, and I know I had like, I had four computers in at home here, or two at home and two at work, just mining bitcoins. I think I had like five bitcoins at the time. Wow! And then I lost my wallet. So, <laughs> what's that's about? What uh, five five eight to forty, four grand? Yep. Now, yeah. yeah. Back then, though, it was only probably I don't know. Yeah, hundred bucks, maybe. Oh yeah. All right. Well, uh, what I, have a, I have a question about this Bitcoin thing. Yes. Yep. Say it does gain traction and take off, and it becomes the you know the universal currency. How would that? And this might be a question more for Eric, but um, how would that affect countries' economies? Because you know, if your dollar is low, your economy does a certain thing, and if your dollar is high, your economy does something else. Um, if we've all got the same currency and it's all valued at the same amount, what does that mean? Well, it's when, gonna you, be... when you want to uh, turn it into physical currency, that's when you're going to have the conversion. Yeah. And, I'm, uh, and I mean, at the moment, everything we do is based on the US dollar, regardless of what country it comes yeah. from or it's going to. It's all converted to US dollars anyway. So US dollars is effectively the universal currency at the moment. That's yeah. no different. The only difference is it's going to be much more consistent. And there'll be much less conversion going on. Like they tried it with Euro. They tried to make a centralized currency with Euros. Unfortunately, all the governments got involved and killed it. Um, but the idea behind Bitcoin isn't so much that I'm going to take $100 out of my Bitcoin account and turn, convert it to cash. The idea is that you're going to have $100 in Bitcoin. You're going to find somewhere where you can spend that Bitcoin. And there are places now that actually take Bitcoin I know that there's a restaurant down the road for me that actually accepts Bitcoin oh. and there's a takeaway down the road for me that accepts Bitcoin. So oh. you can actually literally walk in there, mm. put your public key in and do a transaction without ever actually converting it to physical currency. Mm. Yeah, I might have to start getting into this, eh? This Bitcoin? It's like the barter card. I don't know. Well, you probably remember, Glenn. You were, a bit, you were in that style industry where the barter card system, I mean, it was much bigger in the 80s and yeah. early 90s, but... Same sort of deal, you know, You it was a, a personal currency. You could mm. choose to provide a service or you could choose to provide labor or a product, you know what I mean? Like you could split it up. You could you could pay half in cash. You could pay half with, mm. you know, I'm going to give you $200 worth of labor or I'm going to give you three chickens and you owe me two hours work, or, you know. Yeah. It's, it's a very similar principle, but it's more trackable, I guess. I think where the barter card fell down for me, and look, it might have changed since you know since it first came out, but it was hard to find someone that would accept it. And if they did, yeah. it was was say the it was more inflated than normal currency. And uh, yep. and plus you had you had to I think they sent you statements and everything, so therefore it was managed. So therefore there was mm -hmm. operating fees. So therefore you had fees, you know. And like, yeah, and they, even though they were bartered fees, they were still fees. And what mm. what you you did have the option. You could say, okay, I'm going to do the job for you. I actually have to outlay cash to buy the products, so I want you to purchase the products at the cash price. The labor, I'll trade in barter, which is all fine and dandy, but if they only sell roof tiles, there's only so many roof tiles you want. Yeah. That's <laughs> so, right. you know, it was a great concept, but this sort of takes it to the next level. Because it's a universal thing, everybody's going to be able to use it for the purpose. I think it's a fantastic idea. Um, theoretically, it's recession-proof, although I'm sure they'll find a way to change that. Mm. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of places that accept it. You use it at uh, Etsy, WordPress.com, Pirate Bay, Reddit, 
Internet Archive, OKCupid, okay, 4chan, Namecheap to buy your domains, Easy yeah. TV. Can I just uh, ask? Amazon was talking about taking it too. Can I just ask, uh, Jace, what do you buy at the Pirate Bay? Have you any idea? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe they take donations. Donations, put a lot of them. Uh, donations, and you buy things like VPNs and oh, okay, and stuff like that. So they get, yeah. they sell all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. Oh, they're enterprising. Not that aren't I they? bought one. Not, not not that I bought one from there last week or anything. Recently, yeah. <laughs> Did you see? I think there was what they were in the Netherlands where they were blocked. The legislation came out. I think we mentioned this, didn't we, last week or something? The legislation in the Netherlands or somewhere they blocked, they forced the ISPs to block the Pirate Bay, but it was overruled in court because uh, the the ACMA or whoever they are, the film people, they couldn't prove that it was actually stopping piracy. So they the judge. Well, yeah, because they they don't host anything on their site. You don't go to piratebay.com to search for something. Well, you do, but it's only a search engine. The actual file's not there. It's just it it's it's a distributed file. It just happens to know how to find it. Yeah, be like suing Google for porn being on the internet. Yeah, well, people try. They just tell you where to find it. They don't. Man, there's porn on the internet. When this happened, (laughs) internet is for porn. (laughs) Nobody told me this. Have you seen Avenue Q? I went and saw that in uh, Sydney a couple of years ago. It was fantastic. What's (laughs) What is it? Avenue Q. Avenue Q, yeah, they do a um, little show. show. It's a yeah live show up on stage, and they got this guy on there called Trekkie Monster, and he sings this song called "The Internet Is for Porn." Okay, <laughs> it's <nice>. hilarious show. <laughs> got oh. It's got uh, somebody who plays Gary Coleman, you know, the short little guy from Different Strokes. What you're talking yeah. about, Willis? Yeah. yeah. They've got a character in there that's Gary Coleman, and they got a, a girl monster, Katie Monster. Who tries to tell him, you know, the internet's not for that, you know. What about what about um Gary? He got me this nice um flowers from there and, and Trekkie got me a nice card from there and somebody got something from eBay and stuff like that. So it's not it's not about that. And he goes, Yeah, but what do you think they're doing after they do that? <laughs> Yeah, nice. I saw um just as a just as a something completely different. I saw uh, Spicks and Specs is back on the ABC, but uh, different Woo! cast. Yeah, different cast. That's a new show, so that looks pretty good. Looks pretty good. All right, moving on. There's a there's a video of it. Oh, have you got <laughs> a video? To Will. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's Katie Monster up on stage. If you have a look at Will. <laughs> oh, hang on. Where's yeah, there's, Will? Uh, Talk Will. I remember actually watching some of these guys on. Uh... On YouTube, but I actually completely forgotten what they were called, and I've been trying to find them for a while. <laughs> well, there you go. So, so yeah. what did you, what did you really say? Really well done. What did you say that was called, so people can Google that, Jace? Avenue Q, just a letter Q. Oh yeah, and um, they have they have their own syndicated actors around the world, so they have Australian actors doing it in Australia, and US actors there, and you know, Pommy actors doing it over there. So you don't have to wait until each they do a worldwide tour. They, they just outsource it to different countries. Oh, yeah. Cool. Well worth watching. Very funny. All right. We'll just stop again there. Well, I'll just save. I'll do, a, I'll do a mid-show save just to be safe. No, it'll explode now. Now, we'll come back and we'll throw to Shane. You got your papers ready there, Shane? You ready, Catch? Yeah, <laughs> yeah no worries. We'll, um, we'll do the uh, all-cast story. Oh, fork? The what? Which one's that? All cast. All cast. Yeah, the best Chromecast app is back in action. Oh, okay. Well, that was the first one. Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, right. They said you can't have Tron on the Chromecast either. Oh. Tron? Hey. Yeah. Mm. All right, okay. Tronettes. Mm. Ah, Shane, you've got another story for us, please. I do, and um, I'm a big fan of this particular application. Uh, as far as I know, but tell me, um, it's uh, well, I mean, I use the Android version. Um, it might be on both, but anyway, the story, the application in question is Allcast, and basically, what it is is a application that allows you to cast a video that's been played on your phone or Android device to uh, your TV. I use it through both my Apple TV and through my Xbox 360. Um, I You can play YouTube videos uh, with it. You can play podcasts through it. You can um, – I even recently it's worked with – it never did in the beginning, but recently um, it now works with the ABC player. Right. Uh, and it also works with Google um, Google Play Movies, now, what do which you... is why I wanted to get in the first place. Now, what did you say about the Apple TV? You can it, it will stream to the Apple TV. Yeah, basically, it picks up um, the Apple TV and 360 and, and Roku and a couple of others. It, well, obviously, it all has to be connected on the same network via Wi-Fi. Hmm. Uh, you just start playing whatever. We well, don't. You go into like the YouTube part of it, and before you start playing the video. There's the share share option, and on the list of options is now all cast. And when you press that, it'll actually search for the players that are on your network. Nice. Finds however many there, and you pick the one that you want and starts playing. Yeah, nice. Oh, it is. All this is starting to come to the fore, isn't it? All this entertainment and stuff, and getting it all into the TV and and all this. Like, yeah, because like I've been loving my, you know, just uh, play movies off me Windows Server through my iPhone or iPad, and then through the Apple TV up onto the big screen. It's oh, I love it. I love it. It's good. It's good. Uh, okay, uh, Will, did you do you want to have a story? What, what's been going on in your little world? What have you been, what are you <coughs> I just a uh, completely random story. I just happened to stumble across. Um, I wasn't even, it was from a link, from a link, from a link. Um, the world's weirdest gadgets, the top five weirdest gadgets have been released at least so far this year. Um, so if I do this right, you should be able to see it. The first one I have there is metal detecting thongs because it's so hard to walk around with a stick in your hand. So now you can just walk around with nothing in your hand and a pair of headphones. I love the USB um, and the soul. Yeah. yeah, it's got the, that 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 hooks up to the USB headphones so that you can hear what's going on, and um, right. you know <laughs> you can sort of imagine it just strolling down the beach. It's like, oh, beep 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 beep, beep. <laughs> like every yeah, thirty awesome. seconds, just How stop and just start. Uh, they don't have prices on them, but I I don't know if I, I want to know. I walk on um, the beach every day for that. <laughs> yeah, it was one we got to exercise, I suppose. The next one that's, um, you know, incredibly useful and we, we really need, um, keyboard genes. Nice. You know, because you really need to have Bluetooth keyboard genes because you can't move six inches to your left to um, to type on your real keyboard. <laughs> don't press um, a T too hard. I was going to say, don't, don't, don't play like Hyper Olympics or anything. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, nothing that involves a lot of space bar work. Um, <laughs> Is that your space bar? Are you happy to see <laughs> <laughs> so the next one's the so LCD. In certain buckle. circumstances, it's got, it comes with its own joystick. <laughs> it, yeah, if you if you if you push the spacebar hard enough, the joystick rises out <laughs> automatically. In-game in control. Um, and the next one is for the you know people just in case your ego is not quite big enough. Um, LCD belt buckle. 
basically it's a high resolution three inch screen and two gig built in memory that can do everything from scrolling text to displaying movies or pictures or anything you want. Um, it's got a battery life of something around eight, um, 12 to 18 hours, depending on what you're doing. Wow. So you too can have a giant ego, I guess. <laughs> Um, admittedly, that's pretty cool, and I kind of want it. <laughs> yeah, that's not bad, I suppose. What what sort of photos would you put on there, though? <laughs> <laughs> Sneak peeks? I don't know. This one here, I I, I can't, I, I can hardly bring myself to to show it. <clears throat> oh. The finger nose stylus. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Using your finger on your phone can be so tiresome. Luckily, you can chuck your sucker on your nose and use it to control your phone instead. So, so look, audio guys, uh, this is like some dude with a, I don't know, like a, a beak. Go and rent Clockwork Orange. It's that. You're right. <laughs> oh, the beak. Yeah, it's a beak um, attached to his face. They've actually... Great if it's too cold and you've got gloves on, you don't want well, to be... The other thing apparently too gloves. is it's waterproof, yeah, well. so if you're in the bath, apparently, you can use it and um, oh, there's... <laughs> oh my God. That it's is just so not, wrong. Not enough words. I, I, I just, just can't. <laughs> I, well, I hope it. I hope it only fits around your head and nowhere else. Otherwise, that'd look really funny. But, <laughs> it goes for the keyboard. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> then, of course, there's this one which I actually do want: the Bluetooth handset glove. I could go for that. I reckon that'd be pretty awesome. But you know, the universal gesture. You walk around. And you're like universally, Gnarly. hey, how you doing? You know, <laughs> mocking on the phone. We can actually do it in real life and not look like an idiot. Yeah, you could Wait, have you could have two calls going. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, one on each hand. <laughs> so yeah. that's pretty neat. Um, and I think there's one more here. Yeah, oh, there's two more here. <clears throat> um, the video game massage controller, of course. If you, you know, your missus is bored and says she wants a massage and you want to play Call of Duty or whatever, the um, the shirt is basically a virtual keyboard. So pick a game that's a button-friendly game and uh, go nuts giving a massage <laughs> while you're playing a game. Yeah, nice. He hasn't, got <laughs> mu- he hasn't got much furniture, that guy, has he? And he's got, a, and he's got an old no tube TV. He's... What's he doing? Are these, are um, these a and this, I, I saved the best to last. This one's my favourite. Um, personally, thought... probably not something I would wear. However, I can see a perfectly practical... Who am I kidding? I just want a solar bikini. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, they put, put it on a model. It, it's not even on a real person. I know. I couldn't uh, find one on somebody actually wearing it. Basically, it's a wearable solar bikini. It's solar panels. It puts out um, 7.6 volts through the USB port or up to 7.6 mm. through the USB port. So it can charge mobile phones, charge tablets, uh, whatever else you happen to be carrying with you when you're wearing a solar bikini. Yeah, what happens it. if you've got a weak bladder? <laughs> well, you know, you... It's um, just like a rainy I day. I can't imagine it being waterproof, so... Yeah, it's it's just like a rainy day. And, uh, <laughs> for the, and, all for, and for the dads out there, it could uh, double as a chastity belt. So it's a dual, dual, ah. pur- dual purpose. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right, thanks, Will. You have to get the unlock code. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you gotta go, you got to download the app and then yeah. forward your credit card details. Yeah, a few bitcoins <laughs> and... Uh... Where you live, how much you make. 
That's right. Yes, and uh, your yeah. future plans. <laughs> That's exactly right, and and it'd probably have enough power to give off a little shock as well. You know, so. <laughs> so I highly approve of this. Somebody's got to make this patent now, mate. You painted it. Go and patent it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, that's good. Thanks, Will. They were they were little gems that you found. They were good. I don't know about that massage shirt, but yeah, or the beak. But uh, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, uh, for some reason, there's just something about that I wanted. I don't know why. It's yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The you're gonna have the oh, see, that's what it's for. It's when you're on the two phones, then you need the nose so you can use your tablet yeah. while you're on two phones with your gloves. That's what it's for. You'd be like, like see? if you want your friends to talk together, you just get your two hands and turn around like that. <laughs> Group, yeah, um, call meeting. Conference call. <laughs> Conference call. <laughs> All right, that's good. Now, uh, yes, very good, yeah. Will. Thanks very much. Now, I'm going <laughs> to save again there because that's what we do now. We break things up. Oh, our Will has coughed He's up dying. a lung. Furball. All right. Now, I'm going to come back. Made of I'm... real fur. I Maybe just... you should try uh, shaving them. That's where do you think I got it from? <laughs> There's going to be a lot of editing tonight. <laughs> Look, the vi- I tell you, the video doesn't get edited, does it, guys? No. What's and all? The, the audio is all right. gets flagged for the content, it's not my fault. <laughs> all right, so we're going to come back. Look, we might do the Who Am I and lead into. I've got a few Microsoft stories, so we'll lead into those, and then Jason... yeah, I've got a few quick, quick. All right, stories. So. Yeah. Okay, so we'll do this one because it's probably pretty important. So we probably should bring it up towards, oh well, halfway through the show. <laughs> okay, let's hit this one. It's only mildly important. Oh look, I've got, a, I've got a who am I? You know, remember the old Sale of Century days? All right, well, I've got a who am I? And wait till I find it. Wait till I find me. Can I play a vowel, Tony? No, Can that's, you blow the, a vowel? that's what? the wrong show. Play. <laughs> That was a wheel of fortune. Who am I? The price is right. I am 46 years old. Doesn't that make you cry? Really? You know, because you're nearly 40, <laughs> when you're nearly 46 yourself, well, a few years, but you know, you're nearly 46 and you think, this guy, he's made it. Look where he is. Look where I am. Don't like that. <laughs> anyway, I am 46. I've been married for 22 years, poor bloke. And we have three kids. And like anyone else, I'll just buzz in when you know. And, uh, and like anyone else, a lot of what I do and how I think has been shaped by my family and my overall life experiences. Many who know me say I am also defined by my curiosity and thirst for learning. I buy more books than I can finish. I sign up for more online courses than I can complete. I fundament- Tony Abbott. No, no, a picture of a cat just came up. Yeah. I, fundamentally, I fundamentally believe that if you are not learning new things, you stop doing great and useful things. So family, curiosity, and hunger for knowledge all define me. Who am I? And yes, Rennie, in, Rennie in the lounge, he is correct. It is Microsoft's new CEO, Satay Nadella. There we go. There he is, another baldy. He's, he's in. He's in. Barmer's out. Uh, Sataya is in. So he's a 22-year company veteran, and it's a, it's a, he's the next chief executive officer. And on Tuesday, co-founder Bill Gates uh, made a video, and it's in the show notes if you want to see the video. But he made a video welcome, welcome, welcoming, welcoming, you know what I mean, welcome. Sure he did. Him. <laughs> yes, he made a video, yeah, all that sort of stuff. Uh, Nadella, yeah, born in India. Led the creation of Microsoft's cloud services, is only Microsoft's third CEO in 39 years, uh, taking over from Barmer, who inherited the job from Gates in the year 2000. This move ends a five-month search process. Yes, it did 
uh, sort of drag on, but they reckon that they wanted to take it nice and slow, make sure they got the right guy, and because uh, it was all done last August. So yeah, Barmer said he was stepping down last August. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's it. Satcha, Satcha Nadella, Satcha, Satcha, Satcha Nadella. Uh, did you have any more to add to that, Jace? Because I know you were you were. Um, yeah, that was uh, basically most of the info. Uh, Gates is stepping down from chairman of the board and instead is going to be spending time helping Nadella, especially in technology and product areas. So he's like a technology consultant uh, or technology advisor working full-time several days a week at Microsoft. But he's still got a 4% stake in Microsoft will remain a powerful director. And apparently, um, Bulm is probably going to end up being the um, person with the most shares in Microsoft now. Yeah, right. And like when you say the most, I think it like it's it's weird, eh? Because I think Bill Gates is uh, him and Balmer. They've got about four percent, which doesn't seem well. Like a- Bill Gates is uh, selling a lot of his off to uh, get money to fund for his new uh, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Mm. So, so his is going to be reduced a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's it's funny. when you look at it, you think, oh, look at all the say the good, if you want the good that Bill's doing with all his fortune, and if if has got the same yeah. amount. What's he doing with his buying footy teams? And it's just just the different people, it's better, di- yeah. different ideas people have, isn't it? Like you know, he's out doing, living it up and living the dream. But uh, well, yeah. he didn't. He really didn't want to go. So it'd be interesting to see what he's going to do now that uh, he's not going to be at Microsoft anymore. What's what's his uh, idea for the future? Well, I think he owns a couple of like sporting teams or something in the US. So. Um, yeah, they pretty much manage themselves, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, but look, sticking with the Microsoft uh, stories, Australia is ditching XP faster than the rest of the world. Now, this is according to a joint called StatCounter. Uh, the, uh, the OS is still used on three out of 10 computers globally, according to StatCounter. It is now used by less than 10% of desktop users in Australia. Uh, so it is the third most popular in the US. This is XP. XP is the third most popular in the US and the UK and in many other countries. Uh, the operating system XP is still the second most popular on Earth. So uh, XP is still going. It's April's coming up. Windows Phone is up and uh, Apple down in the smarts in the smartphone sales. Well, what's going on? Windows Phone grew 5.2%. Of the Australian smartphone sales uh, to December 13, according to new data from the Kantar World Panel Comtech. So this is up 3%. Uh, the game follows a jump for Windows during the preceding three months to 9.3%. So slowly but surely, the Windows phone is, is, is getting there, which is I don't mind to see because, you know, I'd like it to do well. Uh, meanwhile... Oh, it just goes blah, blah, blah. You know, it's obviously they've increased, so Apple's come down a, a, a bees and all this sort of stuff. Android still holds the lion's share of Australian consumer smartphone market with 57.2%. So that gives you an idea of uh, Windows sitting on around 9.3. Android's up around about uh, 57.2. Now, you might say these surveys, well, get a bit of uh, info about this. Kantar collects the figures by interviewing smartphone owners asking if they have bought a smartphone in the last three months. In Australia, Kantar conducts about 10,000 of these interviews every or each month. I've never been asked, but I, I suppose that's how they, they must do it. Yeah. Um, and I think that's about... Is it, have I finished? Did you, you had a Microsoft story too, Jace, I think. Yeah, Microsoft is investing $15 million in Foursquare as a part of a licensing deal that will incorporate the location-based services data into Microsoft's web and mobile platforms. 
The four-year deal announced Tuesday makes Microsoft the largest licensee of Foursquare data. In the near future, when you see Microsoft devices powered by Windows and Windows Phone operating systems and products like Bing, places will be enhanced by Foursquare to provide contextually aware experiences and the best recommendations of any service in the world, Foursquare wrote in a blog post. Exactly how Microsoft plans to use Foursquare's immense amount of data, which includes everything from user location information to personalized recommendations and tips, isn't completely clear. But the New York Times reported that Microsoft will use Foursquare's data to beef up search on its Bing and Windows Phone 8 platforms. I sort of, I've sort of gone off the Foursquare a bit. Uh, I don't know why. I think if I'm going to say where I am, I generally say it on Facebook these days. Uh, which yeah, I, it was fun for a little while, and then you would become king of the platform for a central station, and then somebody else takes it over the next day, and then you take it back, and then it's mm. like, well, it was fun. Yeah, it's not. It's a lot better in the US, I'd say, because they get a lot of more coupons and things. You know, checking the Starbucks ten times, they give you free coffee. There's nothing like that here that I've ever seen. I don't know if you guys have ever come across yeah, anything. Yeah, there's a couple of bits and pieces. I've got a pizza store up here that does it. A couple of bits and pieces, but yeah, it's not. Not the same. Uh, Boost Juice does it. Oh, yeah, right. Don't bring up your way, Will, must be cutting edge. You've got shops that take Bitcoin. You've got shops that take This is so technologically backwards, this area. That's why they're the smart state. (laughs) Will, Will. And yet, you walk into places like my local, I mean, admittedly, it's going to sound stereotypical, but the local grocery is owned by Asians. But they, (laughs) because of that, he gets a lot of stuff from you know, China and, and whatever. And they have things like, um, you know, readers that let me use my smartphone to pay for stuff. And they have all this stuff that you don't see anywhere else because mm. they're a small shop and they can implement it. So it's actually really neat. I love going down there because every time I go there, there's something else <laughs> to, play, to play with. Well, well look, <laughs> you know, you know um, downtown Ipswich, well, that's that's the, the technology uh, you know, high point of of Western Brisbane. Like, will Will do you do you guys believe? Be <laughs> do you guys believe that Will has had two internet technologies into his house at once? That's right, two technologies, and possibly now, both of them wanted to be paid at the same time, and none of them worked. <laughs> no, neither of them worked, but I had to. He had off this cable. And I've got, I've got. Um, did I mention that I've got the national broadband network? Three houses that way. <laughs> You yeah, every week. Yeah, you should have been out the front wheel when they were laying that and uh, with a carton of beer saying, boys, <laughs> just Little bit this way. Keep going, keep just, going, you just can do it. Get out of the pub for a couple of hours. I'll do it myself. I don't <laughs> care. Just Yeah, three hours. Well, you know what, Will? It's better than being next door. You know, you could have been... <laughs> Yeah, one door next to it, yeah. Yeah, you would have known that someone wasn't looking after you if it had just stopped next door. Somebody would have been murdered in the night and suddenly Will's got a new address. (laughs) But what would have been been worser still is if you were next door and then they tied it up, they had that much cord left over, they tied a big knot in the end of it and threw it over your fence. (laughs) That's actually funny. They've got the, um, they've actually got the pit open for some reason. The pit's been open for about two weeks and there is massive coils of wire still in there. So they're obviously planning on expanding it. Yeah. Why don't you you feed it through to the next pit out the front of your house? And then, so, and then then they might go, Oh, did we come this far? All right. We didn't hook this house up. Yeah. I I feel your pain. Well, that's, that's uh, no good at all. I feel your pain. I feel it. I feel it right here, right, right in the chest. All right. Stop there. Save. And uh, so I suppose we'll do your Facebook story, Shano's. Uh, yeah, or we could do following on from the Microsoft stuff. I had a Microsoft one on uh, 
Windows 8.1, but up to you. All right. Uh, we'll do, yeah, we'll do the Microsoft story, and then we'll do the Facebook one then. Cool. Which Facebook right. one you got? Shane? Uh, oh, just the one where um, how many people use it. Alrighty, because I got a Facebook one too. We can bounce. Okay. All right. So we'll do the Facebook, and then we will do, no, we'll do the Microsoft, and then we'll do the Facebook. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Uh, Beauty nuke. All right. We just found another little uh, Microsoft story. So Shane, he's going. He's going to uh, tell us all about that one. Go, uh, Shane. What? What? End us off with Microsoft, please. All right, no worries. Um, yeah, it's about Windows 8.1. Apparently, there's a, an update that uh, Microsoft may be sending out. According to rumors, rumors suggest that Microsoft may after um, may alter the way it's, the start screen works in 8.1 update one. When Windows up when Windows 8.1 landed last year, it included an option to bypass the Metro interface. Sources familiar with Microsoft plans have told The Verge that Microsoft is planning to enable setting by default. I wonder if this will be the case with um, touchscreen devices and I wonder if these are questions that I had, whether it'll be the case with touchscreen devices and whether Windows itself is smart enough to know, right, I'm on a touchscreen device, I'll go into the Metro interface mm. or I'm on a keyboard device, I'll go into the normal desktop. I think the um, touchscreen one's going to be locked, pretty much locked to Metro and the desktop's mm. going to be um, the normal desktop one. Oh. Uh, to go along with that, uh, it was also announced in the news this week that uh, Windows 8.1 Service Pack 1, which Shane was just talking about, has been leaked and you can go download it now <laughs> if you know how to use your Google food to get that. So Yeah, nice. Well, I think uh, if uh, Barma was still in charge, I, I, I would have been hesitant with if, the, if 8.11 was going to be locked in tablet mode for tablets and vice versa. Uh, but now that we've got someone hopefully... Well, obviously new and hopefully got a bit more, uh, I don't know, steady the ship a bit more, you know, and, and goes, what? The tablet mode is going to be locked in desktop? Are you serious? You know, someone's <laughs> going to question the stupidness of all this stuff. And hopefully the Surface will go. Uh, we'll stick with the Surface 2, Surface Pro 2, whatever it is. Uh, yeah, we just, I think, hopefully, we just need, we just need some, some, some brains up there at the top. Now, I think that's, we're going to finish off. That was it. There's no more Microsoft stories. Thank goodness. Oh, not that I've seen. But anyway, we're going to move on to Facebook. Shane's got a little Facebook story, something uh, nice and happy for us. What's the Facebook story? Yeah, I think this is just in celebration or recognition of um, the fact that Facebook turned 10 uh, during the week. can't remember exactly what day it was, but it was in my um, history thing for those people keeping score. Um, and it's just a couple of stats. Uh as of the time that this article was written, which was a couple of days ago, the world stats uh, were 201.6 billion friend connections, 1.23 billion monthly active users, 945 million mobile monthly active users, and a staggering 3.4 trillion likes um, are currently floating out on Facebook. That's worldwide. Australian stats are 12 million users of Facebook, which is pretty good considering there's only, what, 22, 23 million people in the in the country. Uh, Nine million of those are daily active users, which I'm one. 7.3 million of them are using the mobile app daily, which I also make up as well. Cool. That's good. Very good. I think Glenn likes that from what I was watching. 
<laughs> I think oh, I think the, the the video switcher who sits behind my left shoulder, he he, yeah, he liked the uh, <laughs> he, it looked like it. he liked the stories there. Good, they liked the stats. Yeah, what a what a great <laughs> load of stats that was. All right, now now uh, oh look, not that it's very interesting, but I suppose it might be. Uh, look, Katy Perry. First to reach 50 million followers on Twitter. Do we care? Not really. The singer overtook Justin Bieber. Do we care? No. Um, I care more about Katie than I do about Justin. Oh, little twerp. <laughs> is he still in the US or has he been kicked out yet? Uh, been Ka- arrested. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, yeah, well, he's got a petition against him. Aston Kutcher was the first to get 1 million followers in 2009. With Lady Gaga, the first to 10, 20 and 30 million in October 2012. She had a busy month. Um, yeah, blah, blah, blah. We don't really care, do we? All right. Uh, Will, take us to something we do yes, care sir. about, please. All righty. I've got one here that um, Warlock, Jason, will be interested in. Um, and this is the only picture I could find that sort of sums it up, though. Release all the things! <laughs> Pebble, um, in their Infinite Wisdom, has released a, um Android app for the for the uh the pebble watch so basically you can you can head down the developer track and make your android apps for the pebble um there's a perfect place so yeah they had they had the uh app for ios and android for sdk1 but 2.0 has come out now for the sdk uh ios has got a full version of the new app which looks really really nice it's very swish and well polished and lovely uh user interface on there and uh, there's a beta out for android at the moment yeah, which i'm that, running at the moment and it's really good it works really well i was gonna say the only complaint i've heard apparently is it's pretty slow other than that it, it's stable and works fine apparently this is a bit slow though but yeah switching of... switching between the uh different screens is a bit slow but um it's still worthwhile and it looks very well very well done yeah no so they've done well with that um, okay, so we've you know we had this thing where we had plans for zombies, and then we had Angry Birds, and you know all that sort of stuff. Well, now we have Flappy Bird, um, <laughs> and that screenshot oh, no. you see there—that's pretty much the game. What basically happens that's is flappy. there's a bird, <laughs> and the bird flies across, and you have to miss the pipe. And the further you make the bird fly, the more points you get. Right. Um, apparently, it has just reached the 50 million download mark, which is as much as the Gmail app on the Android device has reached. Oh, um, the game's creator, Dong Nguyen, created the game in, the, in just a couple of nights when he got bored, and he earns about $50,000 a day thanks to in-app advertising. Um, so I guess <laughs> the moral of the story is make something really cheesy, easy, peasy, Japanesey, and make a heap of money. Yeah. Um, Since you've got that screen up there, if you've got a, a browser, have a look at squishybird.com. There's a guy who's taken the uh, assets out of Flappy Bird and uh, he's turned it, instead of uh, operating the bird, you operate the uh, pipes that the bird in the um, <laughs> oh. iPhone game has to miss and you use the pipes to squish the birds as they come flying through. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, well, I guess. Oh, yeah. Squishy I see what you bird. mean. Yes. Click to start. Squishy bird. All right. Um, well, just before you go too far off the uh, into your stories there, uh, Will, I think just going back to the pebble for a minute, I think Shane had a pebble, pe- something to add to the pebble store, uh, to the pe- pebble story. Yes, go. and it happens to be about the pebble store. Oh, surprisingly. 
the Pebble App Store is now live, iOS only, and that's something that Warlock just touched on as well. The long-awaited Pebble App Store is now live. The Pebble App Store will allow you to install new apps onto your Pebble smartwatch. It also gives the controller app a fresh new design and throws a whole bunch of new features onto your device thanks to Pebble 2.0. All you need to do is, as an iOS user, is update the Pebble app from the iTunes App Store and you'll have access to the Pebble App Store and the new Pebble 2.0 update. Android users won't get the update today um, from the looks of things, but Pebble is promising that it's coming very, very soon and that was also backed up by what Warlock said. Right, good stuff. Uh, now, look, I've got a little quick one here, I think, or do I? Uh, yes, just going back to Twitter. I think uh, uh, Jace might have a Twitter story as well, so we might do that after this one. But there's looked a rare Twitter username has been stolen. <coughs> Can you believe it? Stolen? A username? Na- Naoki- and it's stolen. <laughs> Naoki Hiroshima was blown up, apparently. A software developer from California has had the Twitter handle of at... Mm, uh, since 2007, so the at and N. Okay, so obviously it's rare because it's one letter. So in a blog post, he said he had previously been offered 50000 to sell it and people had tried to steal it before. How do they steal it, you might ask? Well, they can try. Uh, what happened was he explained... Uh, that a hacker gained access to his GoDaddy account, of all things, a domain name registration service. We all know what that is. In a subsequent email exchange, the hacker told Mr. Hiroshima that he had that he had managed to access his GoDaddy account by learning the four last four digits of his credit card number. He claimed to have done this by contacting PayPal, where Mr. Hiroshima has an account and posting, posing as an employee. What a shifty guy this little hacker is. We have uh, PayPal has since come out and said they have carefully reviewed their logs and uh, there's been no, there's been one failed attempt uh, to uh, made to gain this customer's information. Twitter has not restored Hiroshima's access to the at n account, and uh, there's nothing really there. I don't understand why. If someone took it over, you think that Hiroshima's past and history would all be all over the joint, but it's not. It's just like a pretty new blank profile. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, and the worst thing about it is um, when they rang up GoDaddy, they asked for the last four digits of his credit card number. He got uh, some of them, the bad guy got some of them from uh, PayPal and then just guessed the last two digits until they said, no, that's not it, no, that's not it. No, they, yeah, they, yeah, that's it. Obviously, you must be the right person because you managed to guess the last two yeah. numbers after several attempts. Yeah, after my shift has finished. <laughs> so it seems that the guy... Is this a fairly, is this a fairly recent version of the story? Oh, have you got a later one? Well, I, no, I heard this a couple of weeks ago, but the end of it on. I heard was that it all kind of sorted itself out and GoDaddy no. realised that it was all social engineering. and GoDaddy might have, but Twitter haven't released it because they said it's it wasn't um, a really bad thing to happen. So they just said, we're going to let the guy keep it. That's not good. Oh, really? <laughs> The guy, the guy who owned it is registered and had to change his uh, username from N to N is stolen. Then they registered N instantly after that. And now they own the letter N for their uh, username on Twitter. Mm. Well, yeah, the N guy, is stolen. Still there. The guy, that's, mm-hmm. the guy that stole it, apparently, yeah, just deleted it. So that's uh, a bit crazy. And uh, Jace, did you, you had a Twitter? story yeah apparently twitter is too hard to use twitter has finally acknowledged what any newcomer could have told the company within five minutes of signing up the messaging service is too hard to use in reporting the fourth quarter financial results on wednesday twitter executives said the services challenge design cut the rate of new user growth and even prompted existing users to check their feed of messages less frequently the unexpected slowdown prompted investors to clip the wings of twitter's high-flying stock 
despite otherwise strong financial results. Shares fell as much as 18% in after-hours trading, wiping approximately $6.7 billion off the company's value as investors digested the company's first financial report since initial public offering on November 7. In a striking mayor culpa, Twitter's chief executive, Dick Costolo, told investors we simply need to make Twitter a better Twitter. There were a lot of better Twitters, but they uh, got rid of them all by reducing the tokens that people could use in their own apps and um, buying up good apps and then cracking Mm. them up. That's right. They did that to TweetDeck. Although I still use TweetDeck, it got has got back to uh, being a lot. You kind of have to though. There's nothing else that works. Yeah. yeah. So what about all those like uh, Seismic and all that? Are they still carrying? Seismic it? is. Uh, it's. I haven't used Seismic for six months, twelve months, because it was useless. Mm. Yeah, it went from being good to being. Yeah, but like Twitter, Twitter's not hard to use, is it? You just 140 characters, that's not hard. Yeah, but if you've never used it before and if you haven't got someone to explain it to you, you've got no idea how to use it. confusing. Whoa. I don't like the way that um, if I'm using the actual Twitter website that uh, it, it sits there doing nothing and then there'll be a bar above it that says 173 new tweets and you click on it, it jumps to the top of the most recent one then you have to scroll all the way back down yeah. to where you last were to catch up to where you were and then start reading your tweets back up to the top again whereas oh, all the others Facebook? just keeps... <laughs> yeah, just keep on slotting the new statuses on top and scroll the old ones down. You can follow what's happening, which is why I've got one at work called Janetta. But unfortunately, um, they've just run out of tokens as well, thanks to Twitter. So they've had to stop supporting that. And uh, on the phone and uh, tablet, I use one called Tweedle, which is pretty good. Mm. I just use the uh, I just use the the on the iOS. I just use the Twitter app. I think it does does all right for me. That's good. Good enough I've for got me. A story. Yes, go quick, please. Um, yeah, it is a quick one. Twitter just completely changed its layout. Twitter had just flipped the switch on a redesign on the web. Um, everything is flat. The font has changed. Your profile picture now shows up in the top left-hand corner, and it looks a whole lot cleaner. This redesign was coming, but um, it should have been rolled out to everyone by now. And it's safe to say that the flat design in tech. From iOS 7 to Windows Phone to now Twitter, it's here to stay for a while. And apparently they've nerfed their password because my password isn't accepted. Oh, that's no good. You have to try again. We'll do a a thing. All right, we'll just stop there. So So this is both... Yeah, sorry. You're right. No, go. I'll just pause for a second. Okay. It kind of reminds me of what MySpace used to look like. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. All right. <laughs> Let's go back to. Uh, look, I think. Uh, look, I think I've just about out. I've probably got one. Uh, have I got one? Oh, I have one. I've got one more story. I think Jace might I've have one. Shane's yeah, got. I still one. got a Facebook story that we skipped. I've got three quick ones and two that are a little bit more in depth. All right. We better. Uh, we'll round off the Facebook then. We'll do Facebook. And what's Shane's about? What's yours about, Shane? Uh, mine's um, Game of Thrones. To do with Game of Thrones. Okay, so I'll do Facebook, Game of Thrones, and look, it's not. I might as well not talk about it because it won't happen. So we'll just go back. We'll start with Facebook, <laughs> and we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, when this is—is is this going to work? Hmm. All right. Uh, let's go back to Facebook for a second. Uh, who was that, Jace? 
Facebook has announced that it's about to release a it was about to release an iPhone app called Paper. The app is now available from Apple's App Store. The app, unlike other Facebook mobile efforts such as Messenger and the failed Snapchat knockoff Poke, isn't a specialized tool or a side project. It's Facebook. Almost all of it anyhow, rethought for a small screen with 2014 aesthetics. By calling it paper and leaving the original Facebook app untouched in the App Store, the company smartly avoids leaving users feeling like a radical, jarring change is being imposed upon them. But it's hard to imagine that Mark Zuckerberg and Co. didn't see the ideas in this app as a first rough draft of Facebook's future, period. Most of what you can do in the standard Facebook app for iPhone, you can do in Facebook paper. There are some exceptions. You don't see lists, apps, or events, for instance. Whether you're likely to want to use paper full-time depends on whether you're a heavy user of any of the missing items. And what's now basically boils down to two things, the interface and the sections of news organized by topic. Now everything's cleaner with a large content panel on the top, smaller horizontally scrolling ones on the bottom, lots of big images, and a profusion of fluid animation effects. Uh, mm. Some people have likened it to Flipboard. Yep. News. So this is what's it? This is called paper, and this is out now for the iPhone. Yes. Yep. Oh, I'll have to go and have a look at that later. Uh, and Shane, you got some iTunes news or Game of Thrones news or something? I news. do. Uh, I do. I do. I do. I do. I do. The majority of Australia. So uh, basically, this is a story about the next season, upcoming season, season four for Game of Thrones. For those of us who watch it, which. I'm not one of them, so I shouldn't really set us. Um, the majority of Australians would either, based on um, based on the story and a bit of history, the majority of Australians would have either torrented Game of Thrones or got it from iTunes the next day after HBO have aired it in the um, in the US. But the iTunes option is not available for season four. Foxtel has secured exclusive rights. So basically this means that season four will air um, express from the US on Showcase as of April 7th and only be available legally um, on Foxtel in Australia. And obviously you can still do it otherwise if you wish to. I think what would have made that deal a bit sweeter for me if I was in charge, and, and probably you're going after this, you're probably going to say, well, that's why you're not in charge. But I think and without having all the information at hand, wouldn't it be better to, yeah, just uh, flog it onto Foxtel for, you know, fast track, all this sort of stuff, flog it on the Foxtel. But then as soon as it airs on Foxtel, put it up onto iTunes. Because as soon as it airs, it's going to be on the torrent sites. So why not have it on iTunes anyway? You know what I mean? Well, I thought that would, would that does that sound like a good idea? It does to me. Yeah, Australian media is encouraging piracy. Full stop. Yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's what they do. Because every you, single thing they're doing. I mean, but, Channel Nine just lost in the ratings in the last week because they decided to delay Sherlock, which was supposed to have been released, and um, screwed up the timing of it, the dates, and everything. And people didn't watch it because they went to watch other channels. Mm. Well, I mean, that's why I've just recently got because I've got the uh, Raspberry Pi running them. XBMC Media Center, um, we were just watching a lot of the stuff off, you know, streaming off whatever sites. But I've recently just forked out to get a VPN with a private DNS. And so I can now be in the States and we can watch stuff directly off Hulu and Netflix and stuff. So we can watch it as it comes out directly from the States. Yes. Um, and as you said, Sherlock was a classic example. Everybody in the country wanted to watch his show and they went, oh, no, we're not going to put it on for a couple of days. Yeah, it was released at the start of the year in the UK. We're still waiting. I've seen it, but you know, it's like, you know, yeah, it's definitely worth watching too. But it's um, it's a good show. You know, it, 
I don't, I don't understand what, what they're playing at. Like, look at ABC. They've dropped the amount of streaming shows they were doing because of budget cuts, just because they annoyed the government to the point where the government fought back. Mm. Um, and, you know, a lot of these catch what they call catch-ups, you know, what is it, seven catch-up or ten catch-up, whatever it is. Um, they play and they, stuff. They, some of them don't even have the whole show on there. They actually cut Edit. some of the show oh, out dear. so they can put ads in. Well, oh, like, okay, yeah. fine. I don't mind watching ads. It's the free stream. I'm happy to watch ads. But don't cut some of the show out so you can put ads in. It's There's not, already spaces for ads. Just use those. It's not as if it's like they've got time constraints if you're streaming. No. <laughs> like, exactly. Oh, dear. That's oh dear. just ridiculous. But I think that leads into like maybe it's got something to do with the, you know, how the record industries in Australia is jumping up and down about radio stations streaming their, their songs over the internet. So you've got to pay, oh. yeah, you've got to pay a fee. The radio how dare we have a listener? How dare we have a worldwide listener base instead of just the local radio? But it's probably not even worldwide. It's only <laughs> people that are you who listen to it locally. Maybe have moved on or gone overseas. That's going to listen to it. Like, well, know. I don't listen to Australian radio anymore. I list, I, I use um, you know streaming services and listen to American radio stations. Spotify because, for the win. Yeah, Spotify yeah. or you know, there's a few, there's a few different ones, and they actually encourage international listeners. Their radio, they they have dedicated online radio stations. They don't even have an actual radio station, and they're set up to encourage people to listen to it. They have ads that are applicable worldwide, or at least mostly worldwide. They play songs that are applicable everywhere. You know, they're on the they're on on the ball. They've got it set up. You know, um, and. Understand. Here in Australia, we're stopping people from watching and listening to our stuff. As far as I can see, this is half of my argument, is that the, 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 the record industry needs the radio. Like, they both need each other. But the record industry yeah. needs radio. They need airplay. They need to get their stuff to, out into the public domain. Well, into, what I don't understand, public. and a lot of people don't realise this, is that most of the major pop hits and chart-topping songs that you hear on the radio... Everybody thinks that the radio station pays those songs. Now, they pay per play that, you know, they do have some sort of agreement. But the the um, management of that particular song actually pays the radio station to get the airplay in the first place. So the radio station is being paid to play a song. Mm. Once the song becomes popular, they then increase the, the um, pay per play um, mm. amount. Royalty. And in the end, basically half of that money that was paid to the radio station goes back to the artist, but the other, well, to the management, the artist never sees any, but the the radio station still comes out in front anyway. Yeah. Yeah, look, it's, um, it's a bit crazy. Like, I just don't think, I don't know, what, what's the answer? All the radio stations around here on the Gold Coast have stopped streaming. You know, they've just got little adverts up saying, well, we're not allowed to stream this stuff anymore. Uh, I can't see, like, they, there must be somewhere where they can, you know, like, yeah, can't we just move on and do something else? Just stuff stuff the record industry. Move on to some indie songs or something and, and stream well, indie songs when the other songs are playing on the radio. Just do something well, else. Well, Triple J, like Triple J, there are still like the university um, radio, they always stream because all their stuff's all, all royalty free or indie stuff. So mm. um, they get away with it, you know. And it's getting to the point now where the music industry, yeah, music industry is trying to show its fangs, but that's about all it's got left. It's got no bite left. It has some fangs, yeah. but they're not going to hang around for very long. And They're going to rot. 
Yeah, and that's the thing. But the problem is the people who run the music industry are old school. They 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 ran it thirty years ago, and they're still in the same mindset. But they're in charge, and they control how, when, where. They I su- don't understand. And but I suppose and, um, I suppose Rupert it's... Murdoch and his um his mob are the same. All the news mobs are the same. The TV guys are the same, and they don't understand that the world has changed around them. They still want to be in control. They, it's like the, the old pit bosses of Hollywood, of uh, Las Vegas. You walked into Las Vegas, you walked into a casino, you played by their rules. Mm. You know, yeah. That doesn't happen anymore. Things have changed. But maybe it's not a, not that they, they want to be in control, but it's, a, it's a, just a matter of, it's not a matter of control, but of survival. Because I don't think... That, the, the, it's got nothing to do with survival. If they wanted to do survival, they'd change. But to what? Want to, that's what? To what? There's they no, want to change. But what model do they change to? The model is <laughs> I, what public, iTunes, Spotify, access. Look at things like look at a, there's a band called OK Go. They were with Sony Sony Records. Sony Records said we can't market you. You need to change. They went no. You need to market us. Sony said no. We can't. We're going to break your contract. They went okay, fine. They then went on to release four or five of the largest hit songs ever released on YouTube through YouTube alone, mm. they've made more money on those four songs than most small but, bands have made in their entire life. But that's what I mean. Like, is it that, that that's a model, but that doesn't involve the record company. So it's a matter for that's them right. of, of survival. That's their, they can't it, survive. It doesn't without... involve the record companies now, but if the record companies get on that bandwagon and go, hey, let's start a YouTube channel, let's start a public radio, let's start this and let's get you out there and let's make you available mm. to people and let's start putting ads on our site and, you know, yeah. it, but I then think they, they have a case. But at the moment... like uh, Radiohead and that have released their songs on the internet and said, pay what you think it's worth and some people yeah. have paid dollars, some people have paid 20 bucks for an album. Yeah. Mm. Is that... People are doing that with books. They're doing it with media. Like there's a guy who released a book. He released a digital book. He released an audio book. He released a hardcover book, a softcover book, and a special edition book. Mm. And a special edition book was a hardcover book, gold leaf, with all these other ones incorporated. And basically the ebook was free. The voice, the audio book was like two bucks. You know, softcover book was like five bucks. And this special edition one that was had everything was like, nine hundred dollars or eight hundred dollars because it had everything yeah, yeah and after people downloaded the audiobook they went hey that was really good and they ordered this thing and he expected to not to sell any and he ended up running out and having to get it reprinted and re-released because he couldn't keep up with demand mm. because he released it free yeah yeah look, as long as you can work out a uh a, a, a money-making model there somewhere well you're going to run with it but yeah look things are changing the world's changed and yeah record companies they're just getting left behind i think like who needs them like as will said youtube and and all this sort of stuff and and even even things like um this this other one that i'm going to talk about in a sec oh, we better stop there we're getting a bit oh nice um, <laughs> Uh, so we'll go, yeah, so this one, uh, Forgotify, I don't know if you've ever, if uh, ever heard of that one, but it's, it's just been released apparently, so you probably haven't heard of it, and according to data released by Spotify, only 80% of the 20 million songs on its site have been listened to at least once, 
So the founders of Forgotify said that the four million unheard tracks were a musical travesty. I don't know. I've listened to a few. So users <laughs> of Forgotify have to be logged into Spotify for it to work. Uh, once logged in, listeners are presented with a track that they can listen to and share. If it's not to their taste, then there's the next button and blah, blah, blah. So Forgotify, like, I'm not sure. So if you listen to that song, like you pull up a song and listen to a song, now that means it's been listened to. So does that mean it's, it's gone for everyone else to see it on Forgotify? I don't know. But you load up your Spotify, you log into Spotify, then you browse to Forgotify. <laughs> so it obviously just must have a whole hunk of of songs, I don't know. Four million of them, I suppose you can listen to, you can listen to them, can't you? Get, whittle that four million down. But 80% of the 20 million songs have, have not been listened to. So go and have a listen to one of those. And uh, yeah, do, 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 us all, mm. do us all a favour, get rid of the four million. Uh, Shane, did you have anything else to uh, go? Or you're about you're finished, I think. No, I'm done. Yeah, good. Any other comments? No. Uh, only that, my because since nobody asked, I'm going to tell you anyway. The um, thing behind me is Perth Arena, which is where all our concerts and everything happen. And Bruce Springsteen isn't playing there tonight, but he was there last night. Nice. He's going to be there tomorrow night and the night after. The first time. Ever he's been to Perth. Apparently, he never came here before because he said it was too isolated and too expensive and couldn't really be bothered. But well, now, now, now he's finally got here. Oh, he needs the money. That's why. He's yeah. <laughs> that's why. They, that's why all these old rockers—they're all coming out of the woodwork, aren't they? The 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 dollars, their savings have disappeared. So they're they're doing everything they can. And Jace, did you have anything else? I don't think so. I think you were just about no, done as pretty well. Pretty good. Thanks. Um, Will, Been a good long one. Yeah, Will's always got a couple of quickies. Will. Yeah, I've got a couple of quickies if, if you want to fill some time. But just quickly what I was saying about OK Go, just as an example, um, the song um, This Too Shall Pass, which was passed up by Sony Records saying we can't market it, 45 million downloads. So there you go. Um, <clears throat> lucky Sony know what they're talking about. Yeah. So, OK, basically, <laughs> yeah, um, a couple of quick stories. I've got a few, one involving the Beatles and how Beatles... Um, it's interesting to read, actually. I won't read it now because it's quite long, but if you go to news.com.au and search for um, how the Beatles rock technology, it talks about the progression and how they actually develop technology to make their shows sound the way that they want them to. So it's actually a real interesting read. Nice. Um, a couple of quick stories. Um, one is about a woman who trolled herself... Uh, on uh, it's on Facebook, of course. But um, she basically, Michelle Chapman, who's 24 from the UK, claimed to have suffered from torrent of sexual taunts that came from members of her own family. In fact, what she did was set up all her own members of her own family with fake, fake, fake Facebook accounts, <laughs> and, can, and proceeded to troll herself. Um, so, and she's went to claim for suffering and all this sort of stuff, and she ended up having a couple of years in jail for her trouble. Um, reminds me of that so, show. Reminds me of a show on, I think it's MTV. If anyone's got Foxtel or Pay TV, uh, well, you have to have Foxtel now. There's nothing else, is there? I think yeah. I'll start died. Uh, yeah, it's on MTV. I think it's called Catfish. Anyone seen that? Oh, yes. Yeah, it's <laughs> not too bad. It's watchable every now and then. But it's about uh, the, the uh, two guys I'll hook up with a. Uh, with say a chick that has found a, a long uh, a lover on the internet and she they've been conversing for six months never met mm. never saw each other just pictures and texting and all this sort of stuff and they put them both together well trying to put them both together because the the the, the other person is normally a fictitious person or or a girl pretending to be someone else it's not a bad little show you can't watch too much of it but it, yeah. no it's 
<laughs> you've seen one episode, you've seen them all. Pretty much. Um, good for a laugh. There's I've another, another a, story. Interesting story, if I can jump in. Yes. Yep. Yep. The uh, Kinect sensor allowing hands-free play on the Xbox is the basis for a security device now being deployed along the demilitarized zone that separates North and South Korea after being adapted by a South Korean programmer. Four kilometers wide and 248 kilometers long, the DMZ is a depopulated no-man's land of heavily fortified fences that bristles with the landmines and listening posts of the two nations that technically remain at war. As a military buffer zone, it's an area of profound Cold War hostility, but its man-made isolation has also created an accidental wildlife park recognized one of the best preserved habitats on Earth. The Connect-based software developed by Ko Jao Kwang founder of president of Sewan Co has been taken up by the military because of ability to differentiate between human and animal movement. Mm. Co said that uh, his device could detect the sound movement and direction of anybody attempting to cross the DMZ and immediately alert South Korean border guards. Yeah. Wow. How about that? Oh, Some pretty... good use for the connect there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, that's uh, that's there. actually a, a very uh, unintentional segue to another story of mine um, about North Korea. It seems that North Korea have kind of borrowed somebody's interface. They don't, they're not saying who, um, you know, but they, as we know, North Korea is being such an open, open and pleasant country, you know, they have to have their own software to keep the intruders out. Um, and basically it's known as Red Starts, North Korea's state-sanctioned operating system. And they may have just used a little bit of inspiration from Apple's OS X. Um, <laughs> basically from the dock to the grey windows to the toolbar and pretty much every part of the operating system has been copied, including most of the help files, text files and drivers. Um, but other than that, it's completely independently developed by North Korea um, University of Science and Technology. So... Yeah, on Linux. <laughs> yeah, nice Linux. Woo, yeah. All right. Um, any more, Will, or you've you finished? Yep. Now I've got another another couple of quick ones. Oh, um, the good. one I was about quick to uh, read, and I actually have an issue with this one. Um, it's about sexting. It's becoming a more and more, you know, not only controversial, but it's becoming more and more a bigger thing that happening in this country. Um, and according to statistics, half of Australian adults have received receive or sent sexting sexting texts or photos now neither me nor oh. sonia have received them so someone is double dipping they can help you out with that <laughs> yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll give you my number later hey big boy <laughs> I, hear, I, am hook up I am also from anonymous proxy <laughs> maybe i need to hook up with that chick from uh, the uk who was trolling herself that might help but uh, basically the survey shows marked differences between the genders when it comes to pairing of technology with sex 20 percent of men admit to filming sexual activity compared with seven percent of women um majority of those who have sent messages 71 percent were male and whatever it is that 30 percent 29 percent were female so Apparently, males, of course, are using the internet for porn. Who would have thought? Um, <laughs> and just one more story quickly while we're talking <laughs> about porn. <laughs> right. Apparently, what the hell? that's, uh, you know, the president of Russia. Yes. You know, Putin. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, giant wooden penis strapped to his car. That's his car. Uh, apparently, somebody wasn't happy with something. Um, so they decided to, you know, strap a, um, to the BMW three or her, I should say three, three series BMW. Uh, it's a 90 kilo whittled penis. 
It's very um, intricately done. I'm a bit worried about the dude that it, sculpted that. It doesn't say who it's modelled after, um, but <laughs> <laughs> apparently, you according will. to the uh, the reports, this kind of cockamamie prank <laughs> that reeks oh, of Nazi <laughs> pro Kremlin youth group found in Ukraine's Orange Revolution. So basically, Balls. it's obviously you know a protest of some of some sort. But uh, yeah. yeah, so I just thought that was um, that is you know funny. just an interesting. Interesting way to get your point across. Unfortunately, nobody knows who did it or what the point is supposed but to be. But it's actually chained to the car. So anyway, anyway yeah. get that off yeah, the screen. Yeah, there's a giant chain that runs around the whole car. It's not get, like it's going anywhere. Take that off the screen. That's too much. Too much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that, that just about wraps it up for another week here at Aussie Tech Heads. Don't forget the AussieMaxZone.com.au. Uh, talk about uh, all things Apple. Uh, and Mac and all that sort of stuff. And that's uh, iTunes as well, video and audio. And uh, you can find the video to this show at youtube.com forward slash Aussie Tech Heads. And you can also find uh, oh, lots of other stuff, facebook.com forward slash Aussie Tech Heads, iOS app of the day, Android app of the day, all this sort of stuff. Uh, it's all on the Facebook. Just go to the Facebook, drop us a line, say hi, and uh, tell us what you've been up to. Don't forget the Aussie Tech Radio, A-U-S-S-I-E, Tech, T-E-C-H, radio.com. Uh, uh, there's a few shows, all new shows every Friday. So jump in and look, that's gaining traction. So that's good. Just little download your Shoutcast app on your, your iPhone and away you go. Away you go. Listen to uh, a varied shows. Techwebcast.info is one of them. Uh, two Boys Talking Tech, Your Tech Life, Geeksphere TV. Uh, look, there's LinkedIn. There's there's a couple of other little things out there and they're really good shows. And they, they just go around in a in a circle, you know, <laughs> for seven days. So I'm sure every time you log in, every time you think of it, you'll, you'll hear a different show and you might end up liking it. Then you can go to the iTunes and subscribe to it and get it uh, get it you know proper proper like yeah and I think I've done everything uh, emails uh, Glenn Will Shane and uh, Jason at AussieTechHeads.com.au and don't forget the webpage show notes up on the webpage after the show so that's now that's right now and I think we will all be back next week drivers willing will you, it looks like you're pretty stable tonight you've done good um, well me or my computer both <laughs> <laughs> well, well, if it's me, it means the meds are working. If it's computer, well, you know, who knows? It's just potluck. All right, good stuff. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see you next week, Will. So uh, take care. And we'll... Yes, yes. And uh, we may even have, if things go according to plan, we may have an announcement Ooh. to expand the uh, Secret Hub network. So there you go. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. Well, I don't even dun, know about dun, it. Dun. <laughs> it's got to be interesting. Yes. <laughs> Next week we might no, have... I'm just going to eat a lot more pizza and expand. <laughs> <laughs> I thought for a minute you're going to say you're going to be a dad or something. And, uh, but uh, next week we could have a guest, very special Not guest. I know about, but you know. <laughs> oh, well, she hasn't that, told him yet. It happens this way. Go and get the tester. I had a friend that just quickly, we've got to get out of here. But I've, I had a friend <laughs> that uh, that uh, he was uh, doing the, you know, his girlfriend doing the test with the little, the tester, the pregnancy test. And he goes, he was telling me the story and he obviously had no idea. And he just telling me, so he goes, oh, he goes, oh, we're going to have a baby. She had this pregnancy test done and um, she's done it. And we looked at it and it had, t- it's going to be twins. I'm going to have twins. And I was like, how do you know, <laughs> do you know you're going to have twins from a pregnancy test? He goes, oh, there's two lines. There's two lines. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be twins. All right. So uh, Shane and wow. Jace, we'll see you next week. Thanks for coming in. We'll see you guys next week. And <laughs> see you later. <laughs> Wake up, Shane. Bye-bye. <laughs> And, uh, <laughs> see you guys. And we'll uh, see you next week as well, hopefully. So uh, all the best and take care. Bye-bye.